What is up, college baseball fans? It is episode 13 of the 11.7 podcast brought to you by Foul Pole Sports. Today's episode, we will be releasing our mid-major top 25. We will also be talking about JT Ginn and his Tommy John surgery, Tanner Allen surgery for Mississippi State. Uh, we're going to run down some of the midweek action that we that we had on Tuesday and Wednesday, and we're going to talk a little bit about some College World Series odds that were released today and. Um, we're going to discuss the ACC play that starts this weekend on top of some other mid or some other weekend matchups that we feel like you guys would be interested in. So you guys stay with us and we're going to have a great show. The one, two to Hallmark. Swing and a miss. And the Buckeyes are Big Ten Tournament Champions. Friday, March 6th, and we are upcoming the fourth weekend of the season so far. And let me tell you, it's already been flying by. Dimitri, say what's up to the fans because we have a, a very packed show that we have um, ahead for us. So say what's up, Dimitri. I'm good. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, Dimitri said he's always ready to podcast. So that's why we're doing it right now, a little bit past midnight. Um, but we wanted to make sure all that content was good for you guys. Um, like I mentioned before the show started, we have. Um, a mid-major ranking poll that we just came up with uh, a few hours ago. We spent a lot of time on it, made sure it was good and clean for you guys. Uh, we also prepared some of the, the weekend series that we'll be discussing later on the show. Uh, we really just want to give you guys some good content and really good stuff to listen to on this Friday. Dimitri, let me ask you this. Out of, um, out of all the weekend series, do you know which one you're most excited for? Most excited for this weekend? Yeah, because I'm going to tell you, there's a ton. Like, ACC play starts uh, up. Honestly, I'm most excited for, I don't know, Duke-Florida State is going to be a good one because I really want to know Duke is a contender or a pretender. Um, I, I really I, – I, I, and Florida State, I know they're good. I know they're good. But how good are they? But I want to see Duke. I, I really want to know more about Duke. Um. I really do like the um, NC State-Virginia series. Can NC State stay undefeated? I don't know. 
I think Virginia is always going to be talented. They're always going to be good. So I wonder, I'm curious to see about that one. But I also really, I really like the uh, Mercer West Virginia. Oh yeah, and I'll be at some of those games. Actually, I'll be at all three of those games: Mercer versus West Virginia. But um, yeah, for the listeners back home, we kind of narrowed it down to like eight of our favorite series, and um, we'll talk about them at the end of the show. So you guys stay with us. But the series are going to be Florida State, Duke, Michigan, Pepperdine, San Diego State, Oklahoma, Houston, Arizona. Cal State Fullerton, Texas, San Diego, Indiana, UC Santa Barbara, Oregon State, and New Mexico State and Texas A&M. So uh, we'll dive into those series later in the show. But first, I want to recap some of the midweek action that we had um, a ton of upsets on Tuesday. And I'm talking about a ton. Um, and I know midweeks aren't aren't everything for the season. And, I mean, some of, some of the teams don't even care. Like, they, they didn't even travel some of their best players, I guarantee you. But... Like, Illinois State took down Arkansas. Mercer played a really close one with Florida State. They went to 11 innings. Uh, UT Arlington beat TCU in 12 innings. Georgia Southern beat Georgia. Like I said, there's a ton of upsets. That's about halfway through. We got Pepperdine beating Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, This isn't an upset, but I just wanted to take note that Oklahoma absolutely smacked Dallas Baptist around. Oklahoma is a real hot team uh, coming off that uh, that no-hitter on Sunday. So, they look really good, but back to the upsets. We had Sandy, UC Santa Barbara beating UCLA. Um, UCLA was undefeated up to that point. Lose that game. San Diego State beats up on Long Beach State, and we kind of bought into the Long Beach State hype. Um, and you'll, you guys will know why in just a second when we release our mid-major top 25. But San Diego State beats Long Beach State at home, and Michigan loses to Stanford. And Stanford's kind of had a little bounce back from what they uh, – what they started the year with. So they're starting to hit the ball a little bit better and, and get some timely hitting. So Hey, you want to know another awkward score? What's that? Tennessee with a four touchdown. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you. Over Longwood. 28-2 to two over Longwood. Hey, and that was, yeah, that was the yeah, most runs we saw in a midweek. It was Longwood no more. Yeah, the rest in peace, James, who used to do the podcast with us. Uh, he went to Longwood and – I know he was kind of hurting after that game. 28-2. to two. I mean, you just can't find any outs. And that reminds me, on Wednesday, we had like, NC State. Hey, hey, instead of Longwood, more like Softwood after that game. <laughs> Chill. That's funny, though. <laughs> um, I bet they get a ton of Longwood jokes over there in Virginia, huh? I, I, I used to make them to James all the time. I'm like, how did you get invited to that school? How did you – never mind. I'm not going to go there. But – um. <laughs> um, stop, stop. Yeah, but anyways, um, what was I going to say? Oh, NC State puts up 24 in six innings against Coastal on Wednesday. And although Coastal did score seven, that must have felt like the longest game of all time because. You know who they probably scored their seven on? Who's that? The walk on academic player they probably threw out on the mound that just keeps the GPA up. Yeah, I'm sure. And maybe like the coach's nephew or some kind of position player that doesn't get to play. But Coastal Carolina can hit a little bit, so it didn't surprise me that they scored. Hey, it just surprised me that they let it get that bad. Texas Southern beat Mississippi State last week, right? Uh, yeah, they did. Tulane beat them eighteen to two. Tulane's a good program. They're they're going to be real good in the American this year. That's that's a guarantee. Uh, they they lose a first rounder and they almost look better. Like last year, they had Cody Hosey on the squad and he gets drafted in the first round by the Dodgers. 
And then you look around this year, and they might be better. Crazy hey, to got think that. We got to quick, quickly, quickly talk about the Mercer Bears losing an extra to Florida State. Yeah, that was a tough one because I felt like Mercer was going to win that game the whole time. Uh, they had four home runs, four absolute bombs, three over the scoreboard, one across the street in right field. They had the lead eight to five, I think, in the seventh or eighth inning. Couple throwing errors by a third baseman, um, but it's all right. I mean, they showed they showed a lot of promise, and although they are a young team, I think that they. They have the most talent they've seen in probably three or four years. So, I, I don't know how these slipped under my radar, but Arizona beat Texas and UT Arlington beat TCU. Yeah, I said UT Arlington beat TCU, but Arizona. Who'd you say beat? You said Arizona beat Texas. Yeah, that's right. I was thinking they played Houston, but Arizona that was last eight, weekend. Four, they haven't. Uh, their schedule looks all right right now. Um, Texas, on the other hand, is not doing us any favors. Texas just can't hit. They have good starting pitching and pretty good I mean, relief. I mean, I mean, they can hit a little bit. They're, I mean, they're scoring six, seven, eight runs a game. But ever since they started undefeated, they're one and three. I mean, LSU, Arkansas, Missouri, and Arizona. That's not an easy four-game stretch. No, that's a yeah, that's a tough four-game stretch and. Obviously, it's impossible to go 56-0, and 0, so no team's going to go undefeated. But it's all about the quality wins, and that's, yeah. I mean, opinion, right. my let's opinion. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. So, Dimitri, I want to do a quick segment with you because you are a Thomas Jonathan survivor. Uh, you had the famous Thomas Jonathan surgery, a.k.a. Tommy John, and I know it's not actually Thomas Jonathan. I just think that's a funny funny, ways, funny way to phrase that. But um, so, JT Ginn. Potential first rounder for Mississippi State. Uh, he gets Tommy John after a couple weeks of arm soreness, they called it. So just you, you survived Tommy John. You bounce back. You're still pitching today. You're going to be pitching in pro ball in about a month. So what uh, what's kind of the process like? And what, what do Mississippi State fans have to kind of look forward to with JT again? Like, do you think he still gets drafted this year? Do you think he comes back next year? What's the what's the process like? So, Tommy John, most of you guys don't know. You do know, not sure. It's about a twelve month recovery until you are fully. I mean, time is changing. It's getting faster and faster with more advanced rehab, etc. But he'll be throwing in about three, four months. Um, or no, sorry, not three, four months. About five or six months, he'll start throwing the ball again. Um, Tossing lightly, so that'll put us at what? Um, April, May, June, July, August. That'll put us at September before we start tossing, and then it'll be about a year, 13 months before he feels like himself again. Um, he turned 21 in May, so he's obviously draft eligible. I don't think Mississippi State ever sees JT Ginn pitching in Mississippi State Maroon jersey again. I think you don't, you don't think so. I think JT Ginn will go to the draft, and here's why. Yeah, tell me why. If he elects to come back, I mean, obviously, I mean, I can't, I can't predict how much money he's going to get, what round he's going to go in, how the surgery is going to go, because they're going to do a post-surgery report on how the surgery went. So that's all still unanswered questions. But I think 
because he takes about, so what are we in? We're in March now. He's just now getting surgery. So he's not going to be, he's not going to be a hundred percent. I mean, he could be 11 months. He could be ready to go, but it's going to take some time. I don't think he'll be a hundred percent ready to start the next season in 2021. So now he has to wait and be, and hopefully be ready to go by March, April, whatever, and put up numbers. Or he can take a minor pay cut and take and go to the draft this year with the known talent he has and, and not not let uh, pro team or MLB club see what he had after surgery, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I kind of see what you're saying, but I think it would be a bigger pay cut than what you think. Um, yes and no, because what if he comes back and it's just not the same pitcher again? That's true. Um, but... What if he comes back, and you said he won't be ready for the start of next season, which is probably fair, but what no, if he comes I, back in, in March I, of next year? I think he will be ready. I think he will be ready, but he won't be mentally. Mentally, he might be fine. Physically, he might be fine. But there's, you're still not game shape. You're not game ready throwing 100 pitches. Yeah, so then what, why would he do that and still risk going to like MLB spring training? He's not going to be mentally ready. So, look, my my, pro, my thought process is that he's going to uh, he's going to sit out the whole rest of the year, obviously, and, and probably all fall ball, all summer ball. He's going to be back at Mississippi State for one reason. I think he knows that all he has to do is show one or two months, uh, April and May, maybe May and June of next year at Mississippi State, and his draft stock will be just as high, if not higher. Uh, there's a lot of major league teams that, don't care about Tommy John surgery because no, they no. know it's going to happen at Nobody some point. Nobody cares about Tommy John anymore. Yeah, because they, they know it's going to happen. And people come back stronger. So He's going to go. I, I don't think he pitches in a Mississippi State uniform again. You can't waste a first or second round draft pick on him. And I, I know with yes, the... You can. Yes, you can. But you know what else you can do? What's that? You, JT Ginn cannot risk turning down the draft again with so many unknowns in front of him. I know. I, I see what you're saying, but I think he's going to believe in himself. And there's really no better place to play, you know, baseball than Mississippi State. Like as far as like atmosphere and playing facilities and stuff like that. So I'm glad we'll you're arguing on this. I'm glad you're not on the same side as me because no, I think I think he absolutely stays. I love arguing with people. JP Gibbs <laughs> in Mississippi State uniform. You heard it. Hey, we'll let the fans decide. So we'll put a little poll out tomorrow and see what they think. But I think he's staying. He's He's got a lot of eligibility left, but we'll see. Because I think Riley Self was kind of the same way, and now he's there just, for like the sixth proved year. another point of mine. You've got a lot of eligibility left, which is leverage for the draft. More money. Leverage means money. I know, but I don't think he'll be getting a lot with a uh, a torn with a torn elbow. But anyways, let's move on. So Mississippi State obviously is going to be hurting the rest of the year because Tanner Allen also has surgery. So between, I mean, basically their best pitcher and best offensive player are hurt. And Tanner Allen should be back by the end of the year, but Mississippi State's going to, I think, run into some trouble with this SEC schedule because the SEC is cutthroat this year. You, you, everybody's good. Everybody's real good. But anyway, so... Um, I, mean, dude, I think I think they'll be all right on the mound. I mean, you saw what they did Friday night against Oregon State without JT Jim. They held Oregon State two runs, came back and won it against their stud. I'm um, not saying that's going to happen every Friday night, but they're going to give themselves a chance. Offensively, I think they're going to be hurting. We'll see. We'll see. Um, let's uh, let's let's go over our mid-major top twenty-five because we totally skipped over that in the beginning of the show. That's my fault. 
Um, so the mid-major top 25. Let me set some rules. This is the same thing we did last year. No Power 6 conferences. So there's going to be no Pac-12, no Big 10, no Big 12, no ACC, no SEC, and no American Conference. We felt like those kind of have an advantage as far as funding and and teams go. So we're sticking um, with the bottom, I think, 12 conferences, whatever there is. And obviously there's a bunch of talent, like small schools on the West Coast. And there's there's small schools um, in the Sun Belt and stuff like that. So we'll, they qualify if they're not in the top six conferences, in our opinion. So we did this last year, and we got a ton of buzz, and a lot of people loved it. And they asked for us to do it back again. So we spent the last you know, three or four hours going over the mid-major rankings, and this is what we came up with. So at 25, we'll start 25 and go to one. So I'll do 25 through 21. Dimitri, you're going to do 20 through 15, all right? All right. Split. So 25, we have ETSU. No, actually, I take that back. Uh, we actually just changed it, didn't we? Hold on. Let me pull it back up on my phone. 25 is Sacramento State. Um, we actually changed it since the last time I looked at it. So here we go. 25, Sacramento State. They're 8-4 and four this year. Um, we saw them in a regional last year. 24 is East Tennessee State. So ETSU, the Buccaneers, they're 9-2. and two. 23, Belmont Bruins of the Ohio Valley Conference. They're 10-3. 22, we have Incarnate Word. They're 8-3 and three this year. 21, the Samford Bulldogs. They're 10-1 and one this year. And 20, we have the Hawaii Warriors, 8-5. and five. By the way, I liked Hawaii against Bandy. I did too. They they just, all, every one of their players picked with some sort of swag or emotion. Right. They, and they have that every year, I feel like. Yeah, that hukai, hookah, whatever dance you call it. Dude, yeah, that's one of the teams that like surprisingly has a huge baseball following. Like I've actually been to a game huge. in Hawaii when they played like San Diego when I was in seventh grade, and the turnout was great. And there, I mean, I guess there's for they the locals not a, not anything else going on. Call it their own country. That's their country team. Yeah, no, you're right. And uh, they have a lot of talent. Nineteen Mercer Bears are at eleven and one. They were undefeated, extra inning loss against Florida State and Tallahassee. You know that game was actually scheduled to be in Macon and Mercer, and Weather moved it to Tallahassee. They might have won that game if it was in Macon. Number 18, College of Charleston, is 8-2. They just came off a win against Clemson, I'm pretty sure. Yep, they did. Um, 17, Louisiana Tech and 10-3. They don't have a home field, so they are grinding. I'm proud of them. 16, New Mexico State at 12-1. and one. Nick Gonzalez versus Asa Lacey tomorrow night. Tune in. There's going to be a bajillion scouts there. Bazillion. That might be, like, the number one and number two overall pick. Like, potentially. Obviously, you have, like, Spencer Torkelson and some high school guys up there. Number but Santa Clara Broncos come in at 9-5. and five. Ben, you're up at 14. All right. At 14, we have Coastal Carolina. They just got absolutely routed by NC State 24-7. to But it's okay. We know the talent that they have, and they are former national champions. So we respect them in the program. 13, we have Cal State Northridge, the Matadors, one of my favorite mascots, 8-3. and 12, we have UNCW, the Seahawks. They're 9-3. and Number 11, we have Texas State. They're the Bobcats, and they're 9-4. and And 10? Yep, you got 10 through 6. At 10, we got the Georgia Southern Eagles, who are 
are six and five coming off a win where Georgia, number nine, Florida Atlantic. They came off, they just blew out Miami. I think it was like 13 to one, not even close. Number eight, UT Arlington Mavericks are nine and three coming off a win where TCU. Can we uh, talk about UT Arlington real fast and how <laughs> how the first time and they're they're a really good team this year. Like they've beaten Dallas Baptist and um, I believe they just yeah they just beat TCU. But so when we were putting the uh, the graphic up, we had UT Arlington and. I guess Dimitri googled UT Mar- UT Arlington mascot. I have no idea what the hell their mascot was. <laughs> and it, it it types in Blaze because it comes up on Google UT Arlington mascot Blaze. Well, Blaze is the mascot's name. They're the Mavericks. So the the Mavericks name is Blaze, and I laughed so hard because he just googled UT Arlington mascot, and the mascot's name is Blaze. So he had the UT Arlington Blaze up there, and I just it was hilarious. Um. I, I'm not really sure how Blaze and Maverick go to get, go hand in hand. I don't either, but who cares? What, what did the damn Maverick blow out? He fire? Like, what is this? <laughs> He's fast. That's why. Runs Number like seven. Southern Myth, Golden Eagles come in at nine and three. I was really disappointed to see their midweek where Mississippi State get rained out. And oh, I know. Check the San Diego Toreros come in at nine and three. Chris Bryant's alma mater. Yeah. Um, and so the, the top five, four of the five are in California. So really five of the six, five of the top six are from California. But you got to understand their conference, they're loaded with talent. They're baseball schools through and through, but they are considered mid-majors in our eyes. Uh, so we have UC Santa Barbara. The Gauchos are 10-2 and two at number five. Number four, we have San Diego State, who actually just beat Long Beach State in a midweek. They're 9-4. and four. Dallas Baptist, the lone Texas team in the top five, they come in at number three. They're eight and four this year. Pepperdine Wave at number two. They're ten and two overall. And the number one mid-major team. And this is mostly through the eyeball test. We picked Long Beach State. We we love that what they've turned around their program with. They play with enthusiasm, excitement. Completely different than last year when they had some coaching troubles. And what what they finish last year? Fourteen and forty-one. Yeah. Some, yep. Yeah, they're eight and four this year, and they have a ton of quality wins, and that's what I really looked for when making these rankings: are quality wins, quality losses also play effect. Like if you, you know, you might be twelve and one, but your loss was to, you know, uh, Moorhead State. That played a big factor. Um, for example, Georgia Southern at ten, they're six and five this year, but their five losses have been to Georgia Tech, um, East Carolina three times, and. Georgia once maybe? No, they beat Georgia. You're right, they beat Georgia. But anyways, like their quality losses were really good, and they've played a tough schedule. So we had them at number ten. But but yeah, that's our top twenty-five for mid-major. We want to know what your thoughts are. I, I I remember last year people used to just harp on us so much. Like you're forgetting East Carolina, you're forgetting Tulane. Uh, well, our mid-major, we don't count the American Conference as a mid-major because their funding for baseball is, is very high. So maybe we, maybe we should stop putting these California schools in there. That's a, that's an option because they dominated this, but we felt like our fans need to know who the better teams are and so on and so on. But whatever you guys let us know what you think about that. We'll have it on social media in the morning, but that is our mid major top 25 moving on. This is the, this is another exciting thing that happened today. 
what circus sports so circus sports is in out in las vegas and they come they came up with odds to win the college world series this year and so uh, me dimitri and our fans looked through it and kind of see kind of looked at the the plays that had the best value we'll say so it's basically who's going to win the college world series and they had over 100 teams listed and what their odds were dimitri who do you like to win the college world series so i um so wait, let's do this let's do this give me your favorite to win the college world series and we'll look at the line and then give me like two or three value plays that you can see uh maybe above like plus eight thousand or plus five thousand or whatever it is and um, maybe you can see them making a run. So I am looking at the my. So if like I'll go ahead since it looks like you're no 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 I'm, oh, I'm, my 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 pick would probably be. NC State at 3,000 is really nice. I don't know if they're going to win it. Yeah, it's nice right now, but... I'd probably take Vanderbilt at 1,100 or even Ole Miss at 1,600. Right. Uh, I don't like Florida, 750. And, I I, I mean, Vanderbilt's a good play at 1,100. Um, but, okay, let's move down a little bit to, like, the three, four, five thousand. 5,000. I really like Texas A&M at 4,000. I do too. They have Asa Lacey and that offense with Zach Deloach. If you want to drop down a little bit more, I kind of like Baylor at 7,500. Yeah, they look. They went 3-0 in that Shriners Classic. They look real good. 7,500 is not a good value play. And then my just freaking, my Hail Mary, my Hail Mary would probably be Indiana, fifteen hundred. Dude, fifteen thousand. I was literally just about to say that. So, if Indiana, for, for the for the listeners that don't know what we're talking about, um, you can go on our Twitter or you can go to Circus Sports. They have the odds to win the College World Series. And when we say a team is plus like seven fifty, for example, Florida's the favorite, plus seven fifty. A hundred dollars wins you seven hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, a hundred dollars wins you seven fifty. Um, so basically, seven and a half to one. So, for example. Dimitri likes Indiana as a long shot. They're plus fifteen thousand, which means if you bet a hundred dollars, you would win fifteen thousand more if Indiana won it all. And then for, like for example, if I wanted to put some money on Mercer to win it all, they're plus thirty thousand, which means if I bet a hundred dollars and Mercer wins a College World Series, I would win thirty thousand dollars back. I could bet ten and win three thousand. That's like that's something that. Like if if I was in Vegas, I'd probably throw ten dollars down on like New Mexico State plus thirty thousand, Mercer plus thirty thousand, um, and dude, you could even like throw you could even throw some money bucks. on like a Virginia Tech or a right. Oh yeah, for sure. Fine, um, but I really like I really like that area with Indiana, Houston. Um, you could even you could even. Throw tw- get twenty grand on uh, Illinois. Yeah, I don't think Illinois is going to win at all. I don't actually. So look, let me give you my picks real fast. Go ahead. So I like Texas Tech plus thirteen hundred. They've been in Omaha plenty of times. Tim Tadlock knows what he's doing there. It kind of feels like their year to win. I also like UCLA plus twelve hundred. 
you know, if I could, I'd put a hundred dollars on each one of those if I could afford it. And if one of them wins, you win either twelve or thirteen hundred. So that's you know a pretty good profit. A little betting strategy. Let's just say you took uh, twenty-five dollars or a hundred dollars, and you put it on Florida, UCLA, Texas Tech, and Vanderbilt. You have or can put a hundred dollars. Let's say hundred. You put it on Florida, UCLA, Texas Tech, Vanderbilt, Louisville, Mississippi, and my, Ole Miss and Miami. If you if if any of those teams win, you profit because if Florida win, you get you you're gonna profit fifty bucks. Fifty bucks, right? If or no, you'll lose fifty bucks. But no, you'll profit fifty bucks. Okay. If you put it on UCLA, you'll profit five hundred. Tech Tech six hundred. So you can put it on seven teams, including Florida, and still profit depending on which one won. Yeah, and I and I think that's a great idea because I think one of those top seven or eight teams is going to win it all. But if I had to, you know, go outside the comfort zone, I do like Oklahoma plus 3,000. I like TCU plus 4,000, A&M plus 4,000. Um, and then moving on to, like, the next tier, I like, let's see. I would kind of, I would fiddle with San Diego and San Diego State, both at plus 10,000. I feel like both of them are really talented this year and not given any love. But they've beaten some good teams. Um, moving on, I like Indiana plus 15,000. I think they're going to win the Big Ten. Uh, see. Don't really like Notre Dame or Penn State or Liberty or any of them. Um, and then like a, a long, long shot. I'd feel comfortable putting money on like New Mexico State. I mean, they have the best player in the country and they can have, they have the offense. They're plus 30,000. That would be a uh, UNC Wilmington. There we go. Plus thirty thousand for UNC Wilmington. Can I ask you a question? How yeah. the hell is New Mexico State plus thirty thousand? I don't know. Rhode Island, Rhode Island, or even like Marist or Liberty have a better chance. <laughs> yeah, Marist at plus twenty thousand. There's no. I think it's just them trying to bait people into betting on it. You know what I mean? I mean. You're telling me New Mexico State or Old Dominion is better than New Mexico State? And they're no. Oh, I found I found one I really like. Wake Forest plus 12,500. No, absolutely not. Dude, I, I like Wake Forest this year. I think their offense is good. I'm thinking that. Their offense is good. Um, anyways, we spent enough time on that. No, dude, stop it right now. Wake Forest has no chance. All right, we'll, we'll play this back whenever they make it to Omaha, all right? Um, we gotta move on. We gotta move on, D. We gotta move on. We got we got some weekend series to talk about. So go ahead, but Wake Forest might not even make a regional. Oh, we'll see. I think you're wrong. <laughs> um, anyways, so we we already went over our our eight series that we really want to uh, talk about. First, we're gonna start with Florida State at Duke. Do anything? Does anything stand out there? I mean, obviously we'll get Bryce Jarvis throwing for the first time since his, his no hitter, right? Or perfect game. So we'll see how that works out. Florida State comes off a nail-biter against Mercer. Michigan at Pepperdine. Michigan's kind of been on the West Coast for like the last month, I guess getting away from that uh, northern that northern cold. But I think that's a good matchup to see really where Pepperdine stands because we know kind of what Michigan is. They're going to be a competitive team, beat some good teams, lose to some bad teams. Pepperdine. Hey, talk about that travel for Pepperdine. They just played in Fort Myers. Now they're going all the way up back out west. I know. That's crazy. Um, the next series, we have Oklahoma-San Diego State. Oklahoma might be one of the hotter teams in the country. 
They uh, they played really well in the Shriners College Classic, and they carried that over to a win midweek against Dallas Baptist. San Diego State the same way. Like San Diego State played well last week, and they beat Long Beach State in a midweek. So that's San Diego State has to travel to Oklahoma for that. But I don't think they're intimidated by Oklahoma's crowd. I know they have a pretty decent home field. Oklahoma does at least, but San Diego State's been battle tested all year so far. Um, Houston, Arizona. Felt like both of these teams are way more talented than what they've shown so far this year. So I'm looking for one of those two teams to break out. West Virginia, Mercer. I'll be at these games. Mercer, young talent. Maybe, I mean, probably the SoCon favorite, I would say. Uh, West Virginia, they, they lost a lot from last year's team. That's a team that hosted a regional. Uh, I don't, I mean, they just threw a no hitter, didn't they, D, on Wednesday? Yep. Combined no hitter for their team. Yep. So they're coming in with a lot of momentum. That would be interesting. I think it's a good. Whoever wins this series, that'll be a good win on the resume. Because I was looking at like the RPI, and I know it's early, but Mercer was ranked like 12th in the RPI. And if West Virginia can come down and and win a series at Mercer on the road, that really will help their RPI. Listen to this series. So this one brings me back to like 2005. We have Cal State Fullerton at Texas. And dude, 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 premier. I mean, this is, I mean, basically should give any diehard college baseball fan goosebumps because these two teams from like 2002 hey, to talk about Augie Garrido, the Augie Garrido bowl, the Augie Garrido bowl. And how, I mean, between like the eighties and nineties and two early two thousands, these two teams combined for, I want to say seven or eight college world series. Hey, I mean, even not too long ago, it was Rick Vanderhoek versus Augie. Yeah, that was two thousand and five ish. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I remember watching them when I was probably ten or eleven years old. Cal State Fullerton's really dropped off. Uh, we felt like the first weekend they were, they were really good, and then they played competitive with Tulane, and I think they lost two out of three to Tulane, and lost a heartbreaker and extras. But Texas. I think their record kind of deceives what they really are. Uh, I think they're 10 and three this year and definitely have beat up on some bad teams. Like they swept Boise state. They swept rice who rice is no good this year. And they got, I mean, they played some close games at the Shriners college classic, including beating Arkansas, which was, and they were whooping them for a while, eight, nothing. So this is kind of a series of like loser leaves town. We know, we know one team is going to probably I don't. I don't know what to say. I, I think both. I think one of these two teams will be a regional team. I think the other one will not. But we'll see. And that, that's coming from me, who picked Texas to win the Big Twelve this year. Not looking too good, um, at least so far. San Diego at Indiana. Indiana destroyed Purdue midweek, like eighteen to one. Indiana was my pick to win the Big Ten this year. I think that. No, your pick with Minnesota. I thought and- I picked. Wait, was it really? I think we both picked, yeah, we both picked Minnesota. But after that weekend in freaking Coastal Carolina, I was like, dude, put my put my money on Indiana. I think I might have done the same thing because that does sound familiar. But I'm all about this That's Hoosier train right said, now. But we did say before the weekend, don't sleep on Indiana. Or I did. Somebody did. And we did also say that Indiana had a chance to do really well this year. Yeah. I mean, San Diego is the same way. So to pick. San Diego's the same way. They're they're super talented too. 
right. And then uh, the last two, we have New Mexico State at Texas A&M. That's going to be fun. Give me all the smoke, dude. Please just pitch to Nick Gonzalez. Like, I hope AM just sacks up and throws to Nick Gonzalez. And same thing with Spencer Torkelson for Arizona State. I hope the NCAA just says, like, calls every team and says, please just pitch to these guys. We need to grow the sport. We need some excitement. We need entertainment for the fans. I You're- hope Asa Lacey tees up a 97 mile an hour fastball and Nick Gonzalez hits it to right center field for a bomb. I just hope it, he drives that, away. That first at bat of that Friday night game is going to have millions of dollars on the line because whoever's who I think whoever wins that matchup is going to get drafted number two or number three overall. Ah, dude. The pitcher's got the advantage every time. I'm just saying, if Nick Gonzalez laces a double like to dead center or hits a homer somewhere, he's going to get about a million dollars more All in right, the signing bonus. You, let, me, let me ask you this. Does Nick Gonzalez hit a home run all weekend? Yeah, he'll hit one. He'll probably hit two. I'm saying he hits two. Two? Yeah, Anim's ballpark is kind of like a launching pad. I I I don't think Nick Gonzalez hits one all weekend. We'll see if they pitch to him. If they pitch to him, they might not pitch to I him. I don't think he hits one. We'll see. Um, we'll see. I mean, that's easy to say. We'll see. That's yeah. Not what I'm asking. I'm asking you now. I'm saying he hits two. All right, perfect. I say he hits zero. All right, he'll probably hit one. Um, all right, so let's do our uh, weekend series pick them. I think you won last week, so you get to go first. I've, I've um, won the past two weeks, big guy. I know, I know. So you get to go first. Um, do you want me to pick one for you, or do you want to pick one for me? So what I want you to do is pick one for me, and I'll pick two for you. All right, I want you to pick between Florida State Duke. Give me the Seminole. I freaking hate Florida State. The Florida State Cinnamon Rolls. Give me Florida State. They're gonna Duke. Duke's been good, but they, this is the best. This is the best team they played all year. Bryce Yard with the lose Friday night. We'll see. All right, now you gotta give me two. All right. Michigan versus Pepperdine. I'll take Michigan. I think. I think. I don't know, man. Actually, I might. Ch- I'm taking Michigan. I'm taking Michigan, but I'm taking them because I think that Pepperdine's feeling good after their East Coast trip. And they, it's funny because Michigan doesn't have to travel far for this series because they've been on the West Coast. Meanwhile, Pepperdine's been at like Florida International in Miami, and they had to fly back. I think they're feeling good about themselves. And I don't know. I think they're going to get a big wake-up call from the former national runner-up, Michigan. So I'll take Michigan. All right. And I'm going to give you San Diego versus Arizona. Uh, San Diego versus Indiana. I was going to say. I don't think that's right. Um, I'm going to go with Indiana just because I've been talking them up lately. I saw that today was Kyle Schwarber's birthday. He was one of my favorite college players of all time. Something about Hoosier. I'm, I'm completely jumping on this bandwagon. Give me Indiana. All right. All right, now I'll give you two. Um, Houston, Arizona. Give me the Wildcats of Arizona. All right. And then West Virginia, Mercer. Give me 
take me home, country road, <laughs> West Virginia. Oh man, Dimitri, I'm telling the coaches, man, I'm telling them that you didn't pick your take alma mater. Take me home, country road. <laughs> Stop! But half our audience just turned this podcast off to hear you sing. That was awful. Um. By the way, I think I just absolutely just wrecked those lyrics. Did you? I I don't even know. Take me home, country roads, something West Virginia. Or West Virginia, take me home. I don't remember. Now now you have me confused. I don't know. We'll look it up after the show. All right. So I'm going to give you. Oh, God, dude. These are easy. Yeah, give me two of them. And then I give you one. All right. All right. Okay. 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 Oklahoma versus San Diego State. I'm taking San Diego State, and I'll tell you why. Oklahoma cannot be as hot as they are right now. I've done research. I think that Oklahoma is just peaking at the right, like right now, or they peaked last week into Tuesday. San Diego State beat a really good Long Beach State midweek. They're coming into Oklahoma business trip. Oklahoma is going to be sleeping on them Friday night. They're going to get a wake-up, so they're going to lose Friday. They're going to get a wake-up call and win Saturday. And then Sunday, San Diego State's travel day. They're going to be ready think, to go. think Oklahoma goes out for Thursday, Thursday, thinking they got this weekend on, on, on I, the I – I think they're sleeping on the Aztecs, and I'm, I'm buying into the Aztecs as well. So I'm taking San Diego State. All right. Bowl move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. All right. And you got to give me one more, and then I'll give you All the right. last one. Let's um... – because I already know which series I want. So I'm going to give you the easy, I think it's easy, Fullerton, Texas. I'll take Cal State Fullerton. Dude, you're about to have another losing week. What's wrong with you? I'm taking Cal State Fullerton. They're, they've just been so bad lately that they eventually have to, to win some games. What is think, wrong with you? I'm just, I'm fading it, man. I, I think Texas... Texas should have lost two out of three to Boise State. And I think Cal State Fullerton is way better than Boise State. All right. All right. All right. You gave me a good reading there. I like it. Speaking of, we got to give Boise State a quick shout out for sweeping last weekend. They swept Northern Colorado first home weekend. That's amazing. Good for them. They didn't Ameri- sweep. They didn't America's sweep. team. They went 4-0 on the weekend, on the week. Yeah. America's team. Boise State baseball. America's team. Someone print the t-shirts right now. America's team. Um, all right, so now you got New Mexico State, Texas A&M. Hey, Any by the way, we need to get Dan Zabransky uh, on the podcast. Let's do After it. Yes, the bowl win. <laughs> Let's do it. Freaking lefty quarterback, right? Oh, yeah. He was on the cover of NCAA football. Yeah, Zabransky, dude. Freaking Statue of Liberty and hook a ladder. All right, go Who ahead. And Ian Johnson? Make sure you say it. So you're taking Texas A&M, right? How did you know? Because... <laughs> New Mexico State's going to win. New Mexico State's about to give up 10 runs a game. We'll see. They might score 12, though. They (laughs) might score 12 a game. Um, But, yeah, so that's pretty much everything. The last thing I want to talk about before the show's over, we have the the Southern California Classic, which is going to be played in Los Angeles. we got four really good teams, starting with um, Vanderbilt, UCLA, TCU, and uh, Southern California, the real USC. They'll be playing. They usually play this tournament at Dodger Stadium, but 
I don't know why they're not playing it this year. I think they're playing it just UCLA and USC's oh, they're fields. they're not playing that in Dodger Stadium? They're not. It used to be like the Dodger Town Classic. And yeah, they, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They changed UCLA it to the Southern Cal. USC were always in it. Yeah, and so they changed the name. It must They must have like stadium renovations or something going on. But if for any college baseball fan that maybe their team's not playing at that time, I highly recommend checking out these four teams because TCU has incredible depth. USC is surprising some teams this year. Like they, they're going to be really solid. Um, and then obviously UCLA and Vanderbilt; those are the two of the probably top three best teams in the country right now. So that's just something else to to add on to the top of the show. We uh, what was going to say uh, we plan on watching a ton of college baseball this weekend, obviously, and we'll be keeping everybody up to date through our social media. You guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll be releasing some new merchandise through Foul Pole Sports. And you guys just keep up with us on that. Let us know if you guys have any questions or concerns because we will get back to you um, as soon as possible. We try to get back to everybody, but sometimes it, hey, our DMs hey, get hey, flooded. Quick, quick shout out before we end them. All right. Did, did Nick Fabin become a baseball coach? What do you mean? He, the, the Alabama undefeated. Alabama is undefeated, and nobody's talking about them, including me. I think I think Nick Saban is in that dugout. I don't know what the hell he did, but he's in that dugout. Something's different because we've never seen Alabama start like this. And who knows? They'll probably get beat up a little bit in the SEC. Hey, I don't know if you have any Alabama listener. I'm sure we do. But the last time I remember Alabama being good, like I'm talking good, good, with do you remember John Parker Wilson? Oh, yeah. The quarterback, well, his brother was the second baseman for Alabama. Josh Rutledge was on that team. His wife, current wife, is Laura Rutledge, who is an SEC network, whatever. Um, then they had another guy. He was about 5'7", and Ben, I'm telling you, this guy was shorter I, than Willie Wong. I know exactly who you're talking about. He it's threw uh, like 94, 95 flame. That was, what was that, 2010, 2011-ish? 2010-ish. Yeah, dude, I definitely remember that guy. Oh, it's going to kill me not knowing his name. Um, I want to say Turnbull or something like that, but it's not it. But anyway. Yeah, it's not, not Spencer Turnbull. Loaded. Yeah, but who knows? I mean, this might be Alabama's year. We will find out. But anyways, you guys tweet, tweet us, text us, email us. Whatever you need to do, we'll help you guys out with anything. Hey, hey, but We got four undefeated left. Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, and what was the last one? Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, and oh my God, I need to think of this right now. NC State. NC State, duh. The Wolfpack are hot. Anybody undefeated after this weekend? No. No. Well, wait, it depends. I didn't see who like Florida was playing. They might be playing someone bad. They're playing USF, South Florida. They might lose one of those games. All righty, I'm out of here. Yeah, we're out of here. You guys take care, and we will be back, I don't know, sometime this weekend. Definitely Sunday night, maybe before that. We'll, we'll let you know. Maybe we'll have an emergency podcast, like Dave Portnoy. Let's do it. See you guys.